Can you believe I have had become a media maven for years and I've never talked about imposter syndrome? I honestly feel like it's one of those terms that is so overused and people don't really get it. But in the next few minutes, I'm going to squash your imposter syndrome. I really believe that I can do it, okay? This is something that I teach in my bootcamp, Pitch Publicity Profit, and it's something that I never taught before like the last round because I did not know how common this was in women specifically and female business owners. I am like blown away by how many women say, oh, I'm not ready for this. I don't think I can do this. I'm not deserving of it. I'm not worthy, whatever, in so many different ways that they will say that. It like blows my mind. So first, what is imposter syndrome? Like, let's get the real definition. Imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. And fun fact, it disproportionately affects high achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. So I guess like that's already comforting, right? Like if you have imposter syndrome, there's likely a fact that you're already high achieving. So good to know. I feel like we're almost battling imposter syndrome with the definition. So who's most likely to get it? Well, listen to this. One study found that about 70% of all people have felt like an imposter at some point. And imposter syndrome, again, often affects those who are highly capable perfectionists. I'm gonna go out on a limb and assume this affects more women than men. Again, I feel like just being in business and talking to men and women, a man's confidence can exceed his abilities. And then a woman's abilities are much more higher than her confidence. Like, it's crazy to me. What does it look like? I told you some of the things that people tell me when we talk about publicity specifically, but it can look like you not giving yourself credit. You'll say something like, oh, I just got lucky, or it's because of this, that. Like, you try to explain it away instead of just taking credit and saying thank you. Or, you're in the forest, so you can't see the trees. I kind of understand this saying, but I kind of don't. So this is the thing, as more wins and accomplishments pile up, you kind of forget where you started. Or it's one of those things where you set a goal and then you hit the goal, so you move the goalpost, and then you hit that goal, so then you move the goalpost again. And it's just like you never really sit in what you've accomplished and acknowledge it. Meaning you have all of these accomplishments around you, but you're not really looking at them. They're just surrounding you because you're focused on something else. I'm pretty sure that's what you're in the forest, so you can't see the trees or you can't see the trees through the forest means. I'm gonna go with that. Here are four ways to beat imposter syndrome. And I really just want you to like, consider these four things as I go through them, okay? Before I get into them, I want you to ask yourself this. If a stranger accomplished these things, like whatever it is you're feeling doubt about, just like look at, you know, your last few years in business. If you met a stranger and they told you you did all of these things, would you think, oh, that person's a fraud? Like they only did this because of X, Y, Z. You probably want it. I really feel like the only time we think that about people is when like, they have a family member who just like gave them a way in. So like, obviously they're gonna be successful. Their mom or their dad or their aunt and their uncle hired them and like shot them straight to the top. I feel like that's the only time that we can really say, oh, well, they're only there because of X, Y, Z. Or somebody who just grew up super wealthy and had access to all of these wealthy people around them. And they use those wealthy people, their connections with those wealthy people to stay in their circles and get where they are, whatever. But 
I'm guessing that nine times out of 10, when people share their accomplishments with you, or you just see them, you just happen to see them, you're not thinking, oh, they're a fraud. Like, they should have imposter syndrome because of X, Y, Z. Like that thought doesn't even cross your mind about other people. So it shouldn't cross your mind about yourself. I kind of, I would say this is similar to like when people get nervous about speaking, they're afraid they're gonna mess up or they're like really nervous about speaking. But when I go to an event and I'm getting ready to watch a speaker, I never think, oh my gosh, this speaker must be so nervous. I wonder like how this speaker feels because they're about to talk to all of these people. I never think that. I'm just there to listen to what they have to say. And if they mess up, how am I gonna know they mess up? I don't know what they're gonna talk about. I don't know what they're gonna say next. Like, I don't know if they're gonna mess up. They could mess up and then just totally like make it a part of their talk and nobody would ever know. So I feel like imposter syndrome could kind of be like that. And if you ever get nervous about speaking, just use that tip. Nobody cares if you're nervous. Nobody's even thinking about you being nervous. They just wanna hear you talk. So like change your mindset and have fun with it. That's what I did with my TEDx talk. I'm going on a bit of a tangent here. Okay, let's squash imposter syndrome. All right, we're gonna do this in like less than 15 minutes. Okay, how exciting is that? One thing that you need to consider is that maybe you have the curse of knowledge blindness. I feel like I have this 100% and I feel like it transpires in my messaging. Like my messaging to my audience could be so much better because I have knowledge blindness, because all I've ever done is worked in media. And I have worked in every single position in every single newsroom. And I've done so much that like, to me, it's just like secondhand nature. Like to me, it's so obvious, like everybody should know it. And that's why sometimes I do a bad job of explaining the benefits or the process or whatever people wanna know. Maybe you have that problem and you're not realizing that. Like think of something that you're really ignorant about. Like for for me, it's like taxes and investing. When people try to explain it to me on a 101 level, like Bitcoin or this Web3 business, like I, it is so over my head. I did a podcast episode a few months ago of somebody explaining cryptocurrency to me and I understand it like just a little bit better now, but it's still so over my head. So like a 101 to those people, they're probably like, oh my God, this, this lady is so stupid. Why can't she grasp this? I can't. And it like is frustrating to me because so many people will look at me and talk to me like I'm stupid, but it's like, I don't get it. You have to think of your industry like this. So there's some people who just don't get it, okay? So that is why you may feel like an imposter because you have this curse of knowledge, this knowledge blindness, and you're just not understanding that a lot of people don't know what you know. So like, remind yourself of that and that imposter feeling will go away. Number two, maybe you don't realize that we're all constantly learning and we can't know everything all the time. Like, I don't care what industry you're in, things are constantly changing. Like, I don't even think math, which it's not really changing, but the way we find answers are changing. Like I cannot help my children, my elementary school children with math because they change the way you figure out an answer. Like things are always changing and nobody can know everything about everything all the time. So if you don't know it all, like, don't stress about it. Nobody knows it all. And honestly, I actually sent a note to Teachable, I think about a year ago, because you know they have their summits or their programs or presentations, and they always bring like the biggest online course creators. I wrote to them because I was like, you're showing Pat Flynn and Amy Porterfield and all these big names, people who are making millions a year. I can't relate to them because I'm just making 
a couple hundred dollars a month with Teachable and using my online courses. Like, why can't we learn from somebody who's maybe two steps ahead of us? Because that's more relatable to us and they can share something with us that we could execute on tomorrow. Meanwhile, what people like Pat and Amy are executing, it's a little different than what we would need to execute. So like, that's an example of the benefit of not knowing everything. Like if you're at $100 a month in your business and you wanna to get to 200, wouldn't you rather learn from somebody who is maybe making 500 a month than somebody making 10 million a month? Because they have different problems. They're doing different things in their business. So when you don't know everything, I think you need to look at where you're at and be like, I'm gonna focus on people who are just a couple of steps behind me because they can relate to me more. Number three, I want you to take a beat to ponder your accomplishments. Like from wherever you are now to wherever you were when maybe you started your business, started creating content, formed your LLC, opened up your business bank account, whatever it was. Like think about when you were there and look at how far you've come. Again, we get so focused on the goal and where we wanna be that we have forgotten everything we've accomplished before this point because we're so focused on what's ahead of us. For the last few years, I, it's been very hard for me to be goal focused just because I wanna focus more on having a good day and doing what I want with my day. So instead of like my 12 week year, my color coded Google calendar, I want my Google calendar to be freaking empty. And like, I know what I need to do. I'm obviously still working, but I don't want my calendar to tell me what I'm doing every 15 minutes. Instead, like I want an empty calendar so I can do what I feel like doing in that moment. So your goals may change, but like, why did you start doing what you're doing? There has to be a reason. And look at where you are now compared to where you are then. Like, I remember when I started my business, I think it was like 2015-ish. And I said, I just want to make $5,000 a month. That's all I want to do. I just want to maintain my lifestyle and make $5,000 a month. And so much has changed since then, not just in my revenue, but in my goals and why. So in my family, I had a surprise third child. And then we moved and COVID happened and like all of the things. So just sit for a minute and think about where you were a few years ago or where you were at a certain point in your life and where you are now. Like I really feel like that'll help with your imposter syndrome. Finally, number four, maybe you need to manifest being a big deal in real life. Okay, I say that sarcastically because I kind of mean this sarcastically. I'm not a big manifester, but after I tell people like my definition of what you should do when people say manifest, people will say, oh, well that's manifesting. To me, when I hear people say manifest, I envision people creating a vision board and just thinking happy thoughts until it happens. But when I explain my version of manifesting, like it really just comes down to getting off and making happen. I don't think that's manifesting. I think it maybe it starts with manifesting, but you actually have to turn those thoughts into words and those words turn into action. But it's hard to get those action and those words without the thoughts. So here's a little four step process to manifesting. The first step, you wanna get your wants and your goals in order, like your needs, like have your needs, but get your wants and your goals in order. Like, what do you wanna do? Don't think of like an arbitrary number. Oh, I wanna make a million a year. Okay, well, why do you wanna make a million? Like, what do you wanna do with that money? 
Because after you figure that out, you may only need 200,000. And that's like a big weight off your shoulders if you just need 200,000 to live the life you want. So just get your wants and your goals in order, okay? Like what are you doing all of this for? After you do that, I want you to think about them. Now this could be a vision board. Some people do this like old school with magazines and glue and markers, that's fun. Or you can do this on Pinterest or in Canva or you can write them in a journal or you can have your positive affirmations about it, whatever. This I think is the manifesting part, but I just want your goal to be like front and center. And it doesn't stop here. Remember, I'm giving you four steps of this manifestation. That's just step two. And I feel like when people talk about manifesting, they stop at step two and I'm like, that's like you have to actually do something. You can't just say these positive affirmations, write in your journal, have your pretty vision board and do nothing. So after you have that done, after you're clear and you can see this and it's a reminder, number three, you need to surround yourself with people who are actually doing this stuff. And it doesn't have to be physically surrounding. You can listen to podcasts like this one. You can join masterminds. You can hire a business coach. But if you hire a business coach, make sure you have access to other people in that coaching program. I will do an episode um, in a bit about next week, actually. <laughs> about um, my business coaching experience and inside the 10 business coaches and masterminds I've joined and why and I'll give you all the nitty gritty. But it's important that after you have these wants and these goals and you have this vision and you're like constantly reminding yourself of it and talking yourself up, you need to be surrounded with people who can help you make it happen. People who are smarter than you. And then after that, you need to execute. Like that is step four, just make happen. Again, I'll get into this more next week. But when I hired my first business coach, I just put $15,000 on a credit card that I didn't have. And I was like, I'm going to do every single thing this person tells me to do because I don't want to waste my time and I don't want to waste my money. Like that to me is the biggest thing. But you cannot execute and be successful if A, you're executing the wrong thing, which means B, you're around the wrong people, which means C, your vision board and your journal was wrong, which means four, those ones and those goals were like a little off, okay? So that's why you have to do this stuff in order. And I am gonna share this in the show notes for the podcast episode and in the description of the video. But just remember, your thoughts will influence your words and your words will influence your actions. Let's get rid of imposter syndrome. You have the curse of knowledge blindness. Like you are just so good at what you do, you think everybody else knows how to do it, and they don't. Number two, we're all learning. We all don't know everything about everything. Even if we did, tomorrow something's gonna change and we need to learn something new, okay? Number three, just take a second and ponder your accomplishments. Just think about them. And then number four, manifest, but don't do it in like the woo way that I think about manifestation. Do it in a way that ends with surrounding yourself with people who have been there, done that, who know more, who can help you, and execution, okay? Those are my tips on beating imposter syndrome. And look, we did it in about 15 minutes. All right, I teased to next week's episode inside my 10 business coaching and mastermind decisions. I'm going to tell you all of the money that I've spent on all of the coaches, all of the masterminds, and what I did get out of them, what I didn't get out of them, and then how you can make better decisions when you hire a business coach or join a mastermind. It'll be a fun one. I'm like totally oversharing next week. So pay attention to that. That is dropping Tuesday on the Become a Media Maven podcast and on my YouTube channel. Check the show notes in the description for links to everything mentioned in this episode. And I will see you next week.